Let me be clear, first of all, and say that it's wonderful for a smallish federation like UKW to have a live Friday night show on YouTube and Friday Night Showdown it's called. And this first one is about two and a half hours long. The thing is, I think it's going to bed itself in. There were some issues with this with this first one, to be honest. We start with just a picture of a guardrail. And then we've got, we've got the commentators, including the general manager, sitting there having a chat. When is it going to start? Uh, I think they're going to show us the video first. Oh yeah, they're going to, we're waiting for the video. And, and they're on. Y- you're on. Including Lawrence Green, who's the general manager. I, I don't, oh. Well, finally we start. Of course you've got Jonathan Sedgwick, who is another of the owners, yes. Marvellous, your crumpets are well buttered, yes. And, um, crowd like him. He chats, the mic distorts, it doesn't sound great. I can't really hear him very well. Generally what we've got is that the commentary's quite low, and the crowd, who are usually quite loud, and there's usually some kids in there and they're enjoying themselves, is a bit higher, so it's difficult to hear. But he reveals a nice new heavyweight championship belt. Designs good, looks great. Of course, J-Ro Lewis, the ex-Jester J-Ro, has now had a bit of a heel turn, lost the belt to Sedgwick at the last pay-per-view, and um, in the in the steel cage. Oh yeah, steel cage. It was all steel, steely. Yes, and he took the belt with him. And he'll bring, bring it in later on tonight as well. So we've got the new championship belt, which is lovely. Then Cayman Carlisle comes out. Can't really hear him. Sedgwick stops to say one thing. And number two, and I think he's supposed to be surprised by the music. But the music's late, so he's just waiting there, hanging over the ropes. And in comes Leonie Rose. Who wants a match as she has the dream ticket? You know, she's really, really, really progressed since I first saw her. It's it's excellent, you know. Carlisle doesn't look very happy. He's just sitting there. And then at this point, as they're talking and they're about to make a match, a bloke comes from the back down the walkway, pulling focus to take the belt away. But it's at the wrong time, really. Okay, Lawrence then steps up to make a match between Leonie Rose and Cayman Carlisle on one side and Alfie, Alfie Rogue as she used to be called, the women's champion, and Sedgwick. The match is not for anything, it's just so we can kick it off, which is quite good actually, it's an okay match. Plenty of energy, Rose is beaten down by Alfie, as you might expect, she's a nefarious heel, she she bails early on, there's a very nice Sedgwick Bulldog on Carlisle, and then a sweet vertical suplex. Nicely done. Leone actually handles Jonathan Sedgwick. She's allowed to do it, which is great. It just really bigs her up, and I like that. She then misses, misses a tag, and Alfie spears her for the win. Cayman Carlisle's not very happy, but really, the main winner out of that, not really Alfie, it was Leone Rose. They're running with it. She's got a nice new haircut, and or hairstyle, and... Um, yeah, I really like what they're doing with her. This is good. I'd like to see more of this work. Next, we've got Young Horus, or Young Horus, 
who's masked, of course, she's a kind of luchador type, versus Billy O'Keefe. There were no credits to any of these wrestlers, so I've not been watching UKW for very long. Some of the wrestlers are returning from when I saw them before the lockdown, and I had to be scrabbling around on the net. We could do with some kind of, not scrabbling around in a net. That's a different, that, that, I mean, I don't even know a net. Anyway, um, we could do with some credits or some names, you know. This should be a good match, though. They both know what they're doing. They're both fast-paced. It didn't really mesh, to be honest. A bit like a net. So um, what we get is things like um, an O'Keefe uh, headlock to ankle lock, draping reverse DDT. Really nicely done. There are some poor kicks from Young Horus, or YH, as I shall call him. Then a bad headlock. O'Keefe provides the better work. Springboard crossbody for a long two. They do trade pin attempts. And then suddenly, Henry Winterman's every winter, and Carmen Carmen Carlyle, Carmen Carlyle, Carmen Carlyle, are in for the DQ. Yeah. Um, Billy O'Keefe is bigged up, but the announcer has to shout that as the microphone is taken away from her. It's a bit weird. Um, Next, we've got Cliff Harrison versus Mustafa Khan. Cliff is from the the training school, and he's called out Mustafa Khan. It's not the great thing to do. Not the best choice he's ever made. But you know what? This match is actually... Not just a beatdown, it's, it's fairly competitive, not very competitive, but, but let's put it this way. Harrison doesn't get left as a, as a sticky spot on the mat at all. He avoids Mustafa Khan, who's bound to be slower, gets him in the corner. Khan, of course, lays in enormous chops. I mean, massive. You know, they, they, those chops, you'd, you, you, get a, you get a full dinner out of them, to be honest. And um, there's a Khan slam, a sidewalk slam, a choke slam. It's a trio of slams. Yes. Then out comes Henry Winter. <sighs> but actually, that would be a good match. It would be a good match. Him and Mustafa Khan. And apparently, Cliff Harrison wins it. Because does Khan go out of the ring? I don't think he does. It's just that... Oh, maybe he called Khan out, so... Khan's the loser. I don't know. But Henry Winterman's and Mustafa Khan would be a really good match. Now, next we've got a match which I didn't enjoy at all. Joe Sedgwick, who's all right, actually. He's the son of the boss. Silver Spoon Sedgwick, as Lawrence, general manager. You can talk, mate, being general manager. You're top brass, aren't you? Silver Spoon Sedgwick comes out with Mad Ed. Yeah, I, I didn't like the confused Stee stuff. I'm more comfortable with him being cerebral Stee. And I don't like the Mad Ed stuff either. He um, he has a bloody handprint on his white vest. And um, he's shouting a lot. Yes, because he's, in inverted commas, mad. So um, Joe does have a go here, actually. It's a big suplex. There are some quite poor punches from Ed. And then a roll-up from Sidgwick to win. It's okay. It's nothing special. We need perking up a bit, and Shake McToom will do that because very popular, you see. He's got a sort of sunny style to him. Let's say that. And since he became a face, people have really enjoyed it. He calls out the only rowers. Can't really hear what they're talking about. It's her second appearance, which is great. But what are they talking about? I don't know. I don't know what it. I don't know what it is really. I don't know what they. What they. What they're chatting about, to be honest. A match is called. It's the only Rose who's 
pulling double duty now, versus Skye, who's rather inexperienced. She's brutalised by Leonie Rose, really, to be fair. She drags her by her hair at one point. It's a nice suplex. It's a big DDT. And then she uses a spear in the same way that Alfie would. Afterwards, the comment from the commentary team, why do I feel less than impressed by that match? Well, all right, bloody hell. She is pulling double duty. And um, afterwards, she slaps Mucktoom. I don't know why, because I didn't hear any of it, because the microphones weren't good enough. Now Johan hunts out. This is a very long, long um, segment, isn't it? He attacks Mucktoom, strangles him, and then um, wins to get the round-the-clock belt, which is the 24-7 belt, isn't it? Um, so, there you go. People weren't happy because they like Mucktoom. They don't like Johan Hunt. Johan Hunt. Um, we're supposed to be in the film they're making. That doesn't seem to be going anywhere. And um, it, was a, it wasn't a great segment, to be honest. And it was followed up by Hunter Elkaris, who... He's got a kind of book of spells or incantations. He's incantating in the ring. Yes, he should be careful. He can go blind, you know. Oh, yes. And so he, he does some, some kind of supposed black magic stuff. Nothing happens. And then he just goes. Well, maybe it's going to happen next week. I don't know. But um, if, if you've sold your soul to the devil, then you probably need some results, don't you? You don't just do it and then forget about it. And we do need something a bit exciting um, around about now. And that's what we get. It's the TV champion, Kane Taylor. I do like Kane Taylor. He's, he can do it in the ring. He's got a kind of silence about him. They don't put him on the mic too much. I suspect that's not where his, um, his real uh, success lies. And he has the real power. And he's fighting. I don't like this shtick, but he's a big bloke. The Yorkshireman. So he's big and he's muscly. The Yorkshireman. Yes, I know. But actually, they have a good match together. They both have power, as I say. Um, Kane Taylor grabs him and slams him early on. And in the move of the match, the Yorkshireman catches, catches Taylor coming in in a spear and segues or transitions to a mooter lock. That is something to see, to be honest. Very quickly, Kane Taylor gets a rear naked choke. And um, the Yorkshireman tries to bridge out, which is good. Then stands and uh, and works on the forearm. But in the end, you've got the Kane Taylor spear to win. Wasn't bad at all. Not bad to set us up for the main event. Which is a comedy match. And if you like comedy matches, that's fine. It's J-Ro, J-Ro Lewis and Cerebral Steve. Fighting Los, Los Lunchadors, Burrito and Quesadilla. Now, I do remember seeing them um, when Lex Lister was presented. Remember her? I know Lex. Remember her? Um, and I thought they were all right then, and they're all right now. But they're not great now. You know, they're both bigger guys. Um, J-Ro comes out with the belt. There's very nice um, a sort of double takeover from the second rope for Quesadilla and a falling headbutt. Burrito doesn't do too much. He's much bigger. Um, there's a, a section where um, J- where J-Ro shouts at Burrito and makes him cry. I think that's something they've done before. And then um, 
J-Row and Cerebral Steve just kind of walk away and get counted out. They they conger th- around the ring to sign off. And there's a lovely moment, actually, where Burrito gets too tired and lies down to sleep just because he's done a bit of work, which is quite nice. I don't mind them. They're okay. But um, General Manager Lawrence says, don't blame me, I didn't book this match. Come on, mate, don't have to take responsibility. You are the general manager. You should be involved in all of this. And if you're going to be out on the on the announce table, then it's not surprising people get in your face. I'm not keen on that particular general manager, gentlemen. And I'm calling him out. Do better. Do better in commentary. Do better generally. This was an actually okay event, though. I'm, as I say, two and a half hours is something extraordinary. And not a lot of promotions would be doing this, particularly in the UK, particularly straight out of Barnsley. So, you know, it's, um, or Batley. So, sorry, two very different things. But um, this is better in the recollection than the watching. So when this didn't work, the technical stuff's got to be sorted and it would benefit by being an hour and a half rather than two hours and a half. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next. Leone Rose continues to be an absolute delight in her progress and I really like the work. I just wish I could hear what she was saying and I wish I could hear what Mukhtoon was saying and some of the others were saying. In fact, I I wish I could hear what anybody was saying. The wrestling, though, is actually okay in fits and starts and it's a good one to start with. It makes a big statement. That statement is occasionally, sometimes, we're not quite ready for this but I'm sure by next week they will be. I admire the intention and well done. Well done, UKW. See you next week. Ta-ta.